This is the Canna Curio Podcast by Cannabis Media, your source for cannabis and hemp license updates directly from the data vault. Don't forget to subscribe to the Cannabis Media newsletter and follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to stay informed of future episodes and data releases. Welcome to the Canicurio Podcast by Cannabis Media. We're your hosts, Amanda Guerrero and Ed Keating. For today's show, we'll be joined by Taylor Jones, Vice President of Sales at Blackbird. Before we jump in with Taylor, let's check in with Ed and see what he's learned from the data this week. So this week, we're taking a departure from the other data updates we've been doing where we've been reporting on different states releasing new licenses and you know, that type of information. So what I want to talk about this week was all the social data that we have in the product, which is all gathered by hand. So right now, we have over 45,000 points of contact in our database. And that doesn't even include Leafly, Weed Maps, and Allbud, which is another 7,600 data points. So between Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and website URLs, we've really built out some very complete profiles on a lot of the license holders we have in the database. Um, and you know, we've put that in there for a, a reason, which is really to help our customers figure out ways to engage and connect with the license holders they're trying to reach. One of the big trends in, in marketing is, is really trying to focus your efforts and it It's often called account-based marketing, where you really try and go after sort of a key account strategy, which is very different than what a lot of people do, especially in the cannabis space, which is often referred to as spray and pray emails, where they just keep sending out the same message to the same people. So to help our customers move beyond that, we're really trying to help them by providing a lot of other data. So with with account-based marketing, it really helps you define a set of targeted accounts, and then reach out to them in you know, essentially uh, a personalized way to get hold of them. Um, so uh, Amanda, you're sort of a good example here because before joining Cannabis Media, you were a customer. So I'm curious how you utilize these data points. Yep, that's right, Ed. Uh, before I joined the team here at Cannabis Media, I actually utilized the platform uh, when I worked for a staffing and recruiting firm here within the cannabis space. So some of the ways that we would utilize the data would be around the email campaigns as well as the social media links. Um, You know, you'll find prospecting within the industry. There are a few different avenues that you can choose to obtain data and information. Uh, But the best way we found to communicate with some of these license holders was not only through traditional routes of email marketing, but it really was through uh, reaching out over Instagram, Facebook. Um, as well as sometimes old-fashioned picking up the phone and cold calling the these clients or these these prospects and seeing if they were interested in our in our services. Yeah, well, just to sort of putting a fine point on the on the data is that you know with email it's kind of an on and off thing. You send it and you're done, and and there's really not much beyond that. But as I've been evaluating Twitter, Instagram. LinkedIn, Facebook, and even websites, it gives you the dual ability to both research and engage. So I think that's a pretty important, um, a pretty important way to go beyond just 
hitting the one button. Now, in addition to providing the social uh, information, you know, which is uh, a great resource and asset for our customers, you know, as we help them work the sales funnel from suspect to prospect through closing the deal, we've also added information on trade associations. And Amanda, this really speaks to you know one of your key roles here at Cannabis Media. So I wonder if you could tell us more about which associations we've brought in and how that's useful to our customers. Yeah, absolutely, Ed. So in terms of our current trade association partners, we're working with the National Cannabis Industry Association, the Minority Cannabis Business Association, Humboldt County Growers, uh, we're also working with a group in Arizona called MEDA, Marijuana Industry Trade Association, uh, and a few others uh, that have really provided us with not only quality uh, data in, in terms of their partnership with us, but also, too, has really been a great partnership to help build community relations within each of those markets. Uh, we're getting to learn more about the business demographics within each space, as well as uh, the breakdown between license holders and are helping to bring awareness to various associations within those markets uh, through our partnership. If you are a trade association and would like to learn more about our partnership program, feel free to reach out to me. I'll have our contact information included uh, when we post this recording here. So definitely reach out. You know, we're looking forward to onboarding uh, more of you guys this year. That's great. The, the data team will be ready, able, and waiting to to bring them online. And you know, also just to alert everybody that the next Canicurio uh, data post I'm going to write is going to be more about the the social and and all these other elements that we're highlighting in the in the platform. Well, thanks for that, Ed. Can't wait to see what you guys come up with next. We're going to take a quick commercial break here, and when we come back, we'll be joined by our guest Taylor Jones. So stay tuned. Blackbird, a tilt holding subsidiary, is the leading technology and operations company that offers a full suite of cannabis retail software, including an integrated POS, CRM tools, and e-commerce solutions, as well as a statewide distribution and fulfillment services in Nevada and California. Simply put, they keep it moving. For more information, visit myblackbird.com. That's www.myblackbird.com. Well, welcome back to the Canicurio podcast. Uh, today, we are joined by ta with Taylor Jones. Taylor, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great, Amanda. Thank you, Ned, for having me on. Thank you for coming on. We're very excited to have you. Uh, as I've mentioned previously, guys, he is the VP Sales at Blackbird uh, and is one of Cannabis Media's longest users here. Um, <laughs> so, Taylor, I know all about your background, but share with uh, with our guests here. How long have you been in the industry, and what were you what were you doing before? Yeah, so I graduated college from the University of Kentucky, and I knew I definitely knew I wanted to get into some type of technology role. Um, I started working for an Oracle partner and began learning a lot about ERP systems. And one night, I just kind of had a light bulb moment where I was curious how the cannabis industry was, was dealing with the supply chain and what technologies were involved in that. Um, so in 2015, I began my career in the cannabis space with Biotrack THC. Um, and I worked there for about three and a half years before um, coming over to Baker Technologies. And then through our merger as Tilt Holdings and the acquisition of Blackbird, which is now our go-to-market brand after we combined our, our people and software. Um, 
So it's been about five years, but it feels like 15 or 20, <laughs> to say the least. A lot of people do talk about uh, these years being like internet years or dog years, so that's uh, that's no surprise. Um, I, I was hoping, Taylor, that you could tell us a little bit more about Blackbird's set of offerings to the market, because it's, it looks to be a really compelling, uh, a really compelling suite. Yeah, totally. So Blackbird provides software and operations for the cannabis space. So essentially touching every point in the supply chain. So really starting with the operations side of things. Uh, we are a licensed distributor in the state of Nevada and California. So we essentially move product from A to B. So either from cultivator, manufacturer, um, to retailer or directly from, you know, in the state of California, everything has to go through a, a distribution license. Um, so essentially really logistics on that side of the business. Um, and then furthermore, for operations, we also do home delivery services in the state of Nevada right now as well, um, which um, has been pretty crazy the last couple of weeks, obviously, with the current situation um, in the country with the COVID-19 virus. Um, the actual governor of Nevada has issued um, no pickup orders at dispensaries in Nevada, and so it's strictly delivery. So we've been quite busy um, the last few weeks with our, our current retail partners there. Um, on the software side of things, we have essentially an all-in-one solution for retailers. So we can provide a point of sale um, that integrates with our e-commerce tool that also comes with a very robust loyalty and texting program. And that combines all kind of in, in one central solution, which also can get you um, a space on our marketplace, which is Blackbird Go. Um, so really trying to take you know, each point in the supply chain and give retailers the tools they need to be successful um, to keep people engaged. And um, you know, with recent events, we, we've all seen that you know, clients and retailers have really kind of take, taken note of how important their, their digital presence is um, online. That's great. It, it really seems that you've got a comprehensive end-to-end -end solution and you know, whenever you can help a customer sort of own their workflow, uh, that's usually something that's really valuable and a product that they want to keep around. Now, jumping over to the data side, like we look at all the data that comes across our desks and through our systems. I'm curious sort of what insights you've got from the COVID crisis because, you know, you mentioned Nevada. I'm, I'm sure there's uh, some interesting data points that, that uh, you've got insight into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at a high level, um, you know, across the board with our clients, we've definitely seen a spike in the number of online orders. Um, if you look at most states, the medical dispensaries that were deemed uh, essential businesses most of them are doing either pickup only or what they're calling curbside orders. Um, so that has definitely, you know, been popular. Obviously, when those orders are running through our system, there's a major spike. But the, I think the real interesting piece has to do with the average order size. And, and what we've seen is that has increased significantly. Um, about two weeks ago, we actually launched the cannabis industry's first e-commerce tool that has integrated loyalty and rewards. So what that means is, from a consumer experience, how typical where consumers would redeem their rewards you know, in-store via our iPad setup, um, they're actually allowed to do that online now, which the timing couldn't have been better because they're not, you know, you're not disrupting that uh, consumer experience from your, your online presence as well now, um, as well as the ability for customers to opt into text messages on the e-commerce tool as well. So we're, we're really excited about that. 
Um, but as far as data, yeah. So, you know, obviously the, the spike in, in online orders for pickup. Um, but really, I think the most interesting thing is, you know, we're seeing people stock up on product, um, very similar to how they're, they're stocking up on other goods. Um, you know, the, the whole toilet paper thing has been kind of funny recently in news, but, um, you know, people are buying a, a lot of product to make sure that, um, you know, they're, they're stocked up for who knows what could happen next, essentially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, that's right. That's right. Well, it sounds like you guys are really hitting it on a lot of cylinders. As you look back, what would you say has been the biggest achievement in the last 12 months? Yeah. So, you know, in late 2018, when we announced our merger uh, with Tilt Holdings and then acquiring Blackbird in February of 2019, um, 2019 was really a year of combining our people and software. Um, so that's definitely our biggest achievement. I don't think there's another company in the space or two companies in the space where you, you take two leaders in their vertical and you're able to combine their teams and their software offering. So essentially, all of Baker's technologies, um, customers, we, we, we essentially rebuilt Baker inside of Blackbird. We merged and, and moved all of those customers over to Blackbird's platform. And then you take in, you know, the, the merging of people and internal process and, you know, what internal tools do you use and how can you, you know, eliminate and cut cost and, and be able to kind of combine the company. Um, that was definitely a, a major challenge for us in 2019. And it, it's something that we're, we're super proud about to kind of come out on top um, and go forward, you know, as Blackbird as one team and, and one offering that we feel is extremely competitive in the market. Well, and the timing sounds like it really was great because, because of that merger, it sounds like you went through a lot of that contraction, rationalizing, zero-based budgeting kind of things that we've all gone through at other companies well before everybody else who suddenly got perhaps surprised by what was happening with access to capital last year and now certainly with the COVID crisis. So hopefully that puts you really in good shape uh, looking forward. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, with the COVID virus happening right now, you know, it, it's 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 a tough time for a lot of startup companies, you know, and if you think about it, every cannabis company in some cases is a startup company, you know, and, and we have the either the luxury or the the trouble of, of, of servicing startups as well. So, you know, we, we've seen recent layoffs um, announced in the last week. And, you know, it's 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 a sad thing. That's what's happening. And hopefully as an industry, we can just come together and try to get through this thing together. Yeah, well, that's actually, you know, kind of a perfect segue here, you know, Taylor, for, uh, you know, I'd love to kind of like learn a little bit more about, you know, some of the ways that, that you're utilizing cannabis media, you know, but, you know, kind of before we get into that, you know, just want to make sure our listeners know that yeah, while the, the times are troubled and our sales teams are adjusting to a completely remote life, you know, our, our tool is here to, to help you generate leads and to, to generate revenue, you know, during this time. So, you know, definitely uh, uh, reach out to us if you, if you want to learn more, if you have any questions, but, um, you know, Taylor, so what are some of the ways that you and your team utilize cannabis media? Yeah, absolutely. So I've actually been using cannabis media since I came over to Baker in 28, early 2018. So I love how Amanda called me a power user. That's kind of funny, but, um, you know, I've worked really close with Larry and Ed throughout the, you know, the last couple of years. Um, and it's been an extremely value add to the point where, you know, I don't, <laughs> I tell other companies that we don't compete with to use cannabis, um, essentially, just because I, I really feel the ROI that we get out of it is, is simply incredible. Um, so the way we use cannabis is, you know, I sum it up in a, in a, a couple sentences. I, I really think the biggest value add is it 
it's a time saver. And as a sales rep and as a you know someone who manages a sales team, time is the most valuable asset you have as someone in sales. So if you can do anything to become more efficient in your process and streamline things where I can give my team you know, data at their fingertips to where they're not searching, you know, Department of Ag or Department of Health websites trying to standardize all this stuff. That alone right there, um, you know, there's there's a return on that simple investment of, of just our time. Now, if we're, if we're kind of going into, you know, how quickly do we see the ROI when using cannabis? Um, I'll give you an example. So Missouri just issued 192 dispensary licenses. Out of those 192 licenses, 87 companies own those licenses. Um, so once those are issued, those are getting posted, you know, on the Department of Health website of Missouri. That's great and all. But what we were able to do with cannabis is as soon as those get hit, right, we're exporting those, you know, out of the system or using it in. We're able to call those phone numbers and start to engage with those clients prior to them making decisions on technology. So from a technology perspective, a lot of the licenses that get issued, you know, these business owners, especially in new markets, they're very unaware you know, to an extent, right, of what solutions are out there. So if you're not knocking on their door, how do they know you exist, right? I mean, SEO these days with, you know, for for point of sale, for instance, there's 50 plus cannabis point of sales, right? Is a client going to go and do demos with 50 companies? Probably not. However, you know, we just attended a show in St. Louis, um, right before the virus thing started actually and it was it was super encouraging to have a ton of license holders come up to our booth and say hey you know we've heard about blackbird you guys have either been calling or emailing us information about your system we want to learn more so really what what we do is you know from a new market standpoint we're able to engage with those license holders you know pretty much immediately once they're issued now in growing markets california for example as they transferred from temporary licenses to annual licenses, it really gave us the ability to create a list in cannabis, set alerts to where I could wake up in the morning and I can get an email of every single license that was issued with contact information in, in most cases um, and have the ability to contact that license holder hopefully faster than our competitors. Um, and as the cannabis space has evolved, you know, at least for me the last five years, you know, sometimes getting to a, a prospect first could get you the deal, right? And, it, and once they move forward with no, that particular software, you know, it might take them a little bit of time until they feel pain points, until they start looking for another vendor. So um, that's really how we use it, you know, from from that standpoint of view with the list piece. But really, it's just accessing it all in, in one. So I, I just want to, yeah. yeah uh, one point I wanted to make is that in places like Missouri and just recently in West Virginia, we try when we can to get applicant data to help you out even further. So to sort of warm up some of those people who uh, have applied for a license, they don't know if they're going to get one, but they're certainly hoping um, that they do. And that's another way to start to you know warm up some of those people, whether it be through phone calls, websites, emails, to just let them know that, listen, we're a service provider, and especially you know with the company that you're with, we know this space really well and we can help you out. And I, I think for, if you will, sort of newbies in, in states like uh, West Virginia, they really welcome an introduction to, uh, you know, somebody like you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, Taylor, that was a really great, great, 
great, uh, great response and great answer. You know, uh, prior to this, we talked uh, and Taylor said he didn't want to give away all of his tools and tricks, but I, I think he just did everybody. So, so stay, pay attention. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, going along with what Ed had mentioned earlier in our data highlights, um, Taylor, do you use so our social media as part of your, your research or your outreach strategy? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it, it varies across license types, right? For most retailers, you know, and, and on the software side, we're able to find their website. You know, we have an understanding to an extent of what type of digital tools they're using based off what's on their website. You know, on the distribution side, not every cultivation has a website. Um, and not every cultivator has, you know, it's, it's hard to get that contact info. But most cultivators have Instagram because they want to take pictures and show off their grow. Um, so social media definitely is something that we're using specifically for growers and distributors, uh, manufacturers on Instagram. Uh, from a LinkedIn perspective, you know, I think for myself and our team, it's more about getting directly to the decision maker. You know, a lot of you know, for instance, in California, a lot of the bud tenders are, are very trained to kind of, and I think it, it might go back to, you know, when it was a gray market and their boss ha had told them like anyone calls and asks for the owner or ask for someone in charge, you know, don't pass to the phone or give out contact information. So that's always been a struggle in, in more kind of OG markets that went from gray area to now they're, you know, a legal market officially. Um, but yeah, LinkedIn is extremely effective. I think there's, you know, there's a way to use it where you can combine finding those names on cannabis where you guys have that LinkedIn link because not all the times, like I, there's a few times where, you know, maybe their attorney applied for the license. So that phone number is the attorney. Well, if you're pretty upfront with people and honest when you make that super cold call and they're like, how did you get my number? That happens all the time. Those are my usually my favorite calls. Um, if you're just honest and upfront and you're there to help them, you know, figure out if, if your company is even a fit, right? I think if you take that approach, you really have an edge over the competition that's just, you know, the car salesman type that's calling and just pushing sales, 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 instead of really understanding and, and trying to build a, a quick relationship um, to understand if you guys can help help out them at all. So um, that's been super effective with, with LinkedIn messaging as far as social media. Good insights in terms of how to make the most out of the tools and information that, that we provide. Pulling back a little bit, I wanted to ask about sort of your view of the trends in the industry. Like, you know, any markets you think are interesting, like, you know, Canada is one that we still hear a lot about. And I was curious sort of, you know, what Blackbird is doing in Canada. Yeah. So Canada is an interesting market. You know, I think um, from a regulation standpoint, it's very separated by province. So for instance, you know, loyalty is kind of looked down upon. There, there's marketing restrictions in Canada. So, you know, you can't discount based on how much a client purchase purchases. Um, one thing that's been interesting with a few clients we have is they have moved more towards like a visits-based loyalty program. So they're not necessarily incentivizing on spend. It's more based on how many times you come to the store, you can earn points. And maybe they're not giving away product, but they're giving you the ability to access swag or some type of you know accessories. Um, what I see happening in Canada today, I think there's around 800 dispensary licenses roughly currently. I don't believe all of those are, are active right now. I think the most interesting province to me currently right now is Ontario. You know, Ontario kind of went the government route yeah. where, you know, they had this online store and 
now it's kind of gotten back to the point where there's been enough conversation where they didn't have enough way to actually meet you know the demand and the black market was still thriving that now you have an opportunity to issue you know a thousand to two thousand retail licenses in a very you know heavy populated place like Toronto where that becomes a, a much bigger opportunity than you know, if you look at California right now, what there's only call it 700 dispensaries and a you know 39 million people in the state, um, as well as a lot of right. local municipalities that actually haven't even approved recreational cannabis in California. So, you know, Canada had its own issues. I think the slow rollout of vapes and edibles and stuff has also you know hurt their market in general. Um, but from what I'm hearing, that's starting to pick up, and that's how you fight the black market, right? Um, you know, consistency with dosing and edibles, consistent clean vapes. You know, those are the products that, that you can beat the black market with, and I think you know that's starting to happen. He, you know, here in Colorado, for instance, I don't believe our black market's as strong, and I think as you see a market mature and the prices start to come down. And hopefully they start to, you know, tax it less so you can compete from a price point perspective. Um, it, it just helps the industry overall. Well, that's a that's a yeah, great investment of Canada. Um, and one of the final points I wanted to touch on was you have been one of our longest uh, using customers, definitely a power user, as, uh, as Amanda described. And you were also the inspiration for a lot of the data reporting that we're now doing in Canacurio. Uh, you approached a early on and said, hey, we'd really like to look at dispensary retailer growth in the U.S. by state by month. Can you do that? And we figured out a way to do that. And that really laid the groundwork for how we've been doing these other Canacurio reports basically every month or every quarter, depending on the, the license activity that we're covering. So uh, I wanted to thank you. I, I couldn't have this podcast go ahead without uh, putting that note in there because it's really helped us you know, use our data to tell a story in ways that uh, we hadn't been. So thanks for giving Given us that idea probably like 18 months ago. Yeah. Yeah. No problem at all. Ed. You guys have, have been a tremendous help to us as well. And um, really just trying to, you know, helping us figure out our strategy, right? It's, it's interesting to look at how states are issuing new licenses. And we always appreciated myself and Glenn McElfresh, who actually was a part of making that yep. request, um, you know, getting that custom report sent to us. So uh, thank you as well. Yeah, I mean, Taylor, you've been uh, one of my longest uh, friends here in the industry. Uh, we met each other back in, you know, 2015. And, you know, just to kind of watch watch your career grow and to just, you know, have your support here at the Cannabis Media team, uh, you know, for all of us, thank you for joining us today. You know, we so look forward to publishing this podcast so the, the rest of the world can kind of hear what your experience has been, um, you know, as well as, uh, you know, hopefully getting to see you mm -hmm. after, after quarantine, after COVID, and we all get to laugh about this over cocktails at a trade show. But yeah, thank absolutely. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Amanda. And just one more note. I just want to, with everything happening with the COVID-19 virus, a lot of our trade shows have been canceled or moved out to the fall, which if you're in sales or marketing right now, you should be changing your strategy. If you can't get in front of customers, then your outreach and your cold calling has become even more important than it ever has before. And I would just highly recommend not to our competitors, but to every other cannabis company that is targeting operators that you should subscribe to Cannabis Media. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Cannabis Media is the tool to help you stay connected to license holders during this virtual remote time. Thanks again for joining us, Taylor. Ed, bringing it back over to you, what do we have to look forward to next week? So uh, as we discussed earlier in the pod, really focusing in on the social data, how people can use that 
best practices, et cetera. And we're also in the process of getting a lot of hemp data starting to come back in as we've reached out to the states because most of these licenses are now operational because it's April 1. People are trying to put seed in the ground. So we wanted to wait to request this information from the states when there was a full set of data to be uh, received. So we've brought that in. We've also been adding in selective um, violations data. Uh, I just recently put in some from Connecticut got more for Maryland and a few other locations as well. So we try and get that information when we can. Really hard to get. Typically have to request it from the state and some will provide it and some will just uh, laugh and say no. (laughs) Well, I hope they don't say no, but I guess as as is with anything in life, perseverance is key and I'm glad that you and the data team are on it. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us on the Canicurio podcast, sponsored by Cannabis Media. We're your hosts, Amanda Guerrero and Ed Keating. Hope you all have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in.